war, peace, two forces, both necessary, both existing within each of us. The ability to fight is a God-given right to each and every animal of God's kingdom. You must fight to justify your existence or you will be swamped, swarmed over, taken out, consumed. Peace is a noble and a genuinely human trait. It's an abstract of rest. In the animal kingdom, they rest. After they've eaten, they rest. Sleep, meditation, resting, these are aspects of peace, work, training, practicing. These are aspects of war. One mustn't sign up for the military service and infiltrate the enemy and pull the trigger to go to war. War is inside each of us. There are some that try to suppress this urge. But the more you suppress something, the more buoyancy it has. And the more you try to push it down, the harder it pushes up. Many of us have seen these people that they preach peace. They talk about it. They try to employ peace by all means. But by denying the force of nature that is inside of each of us, you're sort of lopsiding this equation. You have one character on the seesaw, peace. And you talk about him and you shape him and you describe him. But what is peace without war? Now, a lot of people kind of classify war as evil. War is unnecessary, war is bad. But in an abstract term, war is very simply the existence of matter in the face of other matter. It's justifying your existence. It's protecting yourself. War can be philosophical. It can be intellectual. We can go to war when we pray, when we fast. We can employ the aspects of war to further ourselves and further our plans and prospects.
excellent expression is that in order for evil to triumph, good simply needs to do nothing. And so if peace is good, and good is peace, then good does nothing, what do we think will happen? And what is happening if we look around? Whereas those that embrace war, yet lack the moral cleanliness, the moral compass of good, they, like locusts, overrun us, consume us, and create a barren and wasted land. You have forces of dark and forces of light, and there's a rhythm to the dance. It's important to recognize and respect this boundary. And so let us not confuse the two elements known as war and peace as good and bad. These can't be equated to such terms because good and bad are judgments. Divinity and evil, these are judgments that we arrive at through observation, through communicating, through debate, through understanding, and through eons of time observing the effects of certain actions, we can justify classifying things as good or bad or as just and unjust. But war and peace are primal elements that we must hold in our being if we are to be complete. It's okay to be an ambassador of peace, but employing the terms and tactics of warfare will ensure that peace can endure. Let's talk about flame and water. These two elements exist. It would be difficult to classify one as good and one as bad because both are necessary, both exist, both are not going anywhere, they're here to stay. Both can heal and both can destroy. And so let us look at war as an element and peace as an element. First, we will look in depth at war and defining it as such. War is the definition of disobedience. It is the action of standing in the face of your opposition and not backing down. It is the all-out assault and the employment of tactics, techniques, intellect, and prowess to dominate the enemy. 
War is a beautiful thing when used correctly. And it is a disgusting and revolting thing when it is used in a distasteful and disappropriate way. Thus you have atrocities and injustices linked with war. You have mass genocides linked with war. You have slavery and oppression linked with war. And so war, the element, has gotten a really bad name. A lot of negative connotations have become attached to war. And then you have the peaceful protesters who are employing tactics of war by being out there with your sign, demanding peace, they are at war. And this is a paradox that the human mind struggles with because the human mind, it doesn't like paradoxes. It likes to pick one thing and stick with it. It likes to pick a winner and distance itself from a loser. And the human mind needs to grow a little bit in order to understand that two opposing ideas can exist. Both can be right, both can be wrong. And this is where nuance comes in or subset, sub-definitions, sub-classifications. And this is where complexity comes in and discussion. You can think of the greatest book ever written. And if one read just the title, they wouldn't get the gist of it. They wouldn't understand anything about it. If one read the table of contents, well, now we're getting somewhere. If one read the chapter titles, it would still be incomplete. One has to read each word, and even then, meaning can escape. It's by putting these words together and reading in between the lines that we each derive our own meaning. Make no mistake, by being born into this world, you are at war. There are forces that want to stamp you out, make you into a pancake, and eat you. There are forces all around you that smile maliciously, ready to put the dagger in. The problem again is that we define our friends as allies, we define our family as our team, and tribalism sort of ramps up into this aspect of being blind creating a false enemy, buying into a false narrative, really oversimplifying things. Again, it all comes down to picking a winner and distancing yourself from a loser and sticking to that. It's a repeating process. And so the whole idea of this broadcast, it's to get you to open up your mind to broader concepts and to rethink the most basic assumptions that you may have had for a long time. Myself included, 
in this process. For instance, I've never been a big fan of war. Like you, I probably resonated more with peace. I thought that, yeah, this is where it's at. World peace sounds good. But what would that look like? Is it even possible? Well, I think the trouble we get into is when we define war as countries fighting using military. See, war exists within our very being, the struggle. If we deny ourselves of understanding the inner struggle, then we've already lost the war. If we turned a blind, blind eye toward our being and our development, and we classify ourselves as the good guy, well, we've already lost. And so we need to re-examine our most basic assumptions in order to proceed down this path of knowledge. So war, it is necessary, it is elemental, it is internal, and it needs to be understood, it needs to be respected. Peace. Equally so, I think peace has been misunderstood. You immediately begin to conjure images. A peaceful person sitting silently, maybe singing a nice little song, dressed in robes, draped in flowers. And yet, how will they eat? Something needs to die in order for them to sustain their body, whether it be a stick of celery a salad, or an animal. And so just the act of existing, just the act of maintaining our physical body requires violence. And so war exists, and peace exists. But what is peace? How can we define peace? Well, like most elemental things, definitions seem to escape and evade when we think of peace. It's like a cloud. Every time you look at it, it's a little different. And then it kind of blows away. And then new ones roll in. Peace is something that can be experienced. It is that fresh breath of air. It is that gentle breeze. Peace is sitting victoriously with contentment. Peace exists in moments, albeit brief moments. Peace means that we have everything we need, we're completely content, and we're happy to just sit there. But it's not sustainable for a long, long, long time, because eventually we will need to rise, we will need to fight against gravity in order just to stand, we will need to use our muscles and burn energy and go somewhere, we will need to find a restroom, we will need to eat, we will need to shower, we will need to make a living, we will need to make money, we will need to meet people, and so if you have the most peaceful person 
they will still engage in warfare daily or they will soon perish from this earth. And so this earth is kind of a paradox of elements. You need both. And you can divide life up in this way in a lot of clever different ways and think about things as little games. Think about things as balances or opposites, opposing forces, creating experience. And we're kind of in the middle of this middle meeting ground of the elements. And so the idea is not to get swept away with either idea. One should not be too full of war or else they will alienate people. No one wants to be around someone like that. One should not be too peaceful because they won't last long on this place. They'll be eaten. They'll be consumed. They'll, their bodies will turn to dust. Now immediately, I see the struggle. I see the brain trying to wrap this up. But I don't want to be a warrior. And this is the problem that we're all in right now. As a human being, developing our psychological prowess as we're coming to terms with who we are. We don't like looking at our sharp teeth. We don't like examining the things we've done to get here. We don't like accepting that our ancestors killed each other and did horrible things. We don't like thinking about where our food comes from. But maybe we need to. Maybe we need to examine these things a little bit and not necessarily reject them, but just examine them. When we think, we begin to open the doors. And when we look inside, we can begin to see who we are. Denial is a very powerful thing, and it's a very dangerous thing. If we deny who we are, we allow the beast to grow in the background, looming, just waiting for us to slip up so we can break free. A character that comes to mind is the person pretending to be super calm, a very thin veil of calmness, yet you just know that there is a monster lurking behind that. All it takes is a trigger and you see the monster come out. And these people are very unstable, very dangerous, because they have not come to terms with what can be called the shadow self, or what I will today call the warrior. We are all warriors, every single one of us. If you have a human body, you're a warrior. The problem is that many of us are warriors in denial. We deny our nature. Now, am I advocating violence? Absolutely not. In fact, what I'm telling you is the opposite. It's only through observing and identifying our darkness or our anger or any negative emotions that we can begin to counsel that part of ourselves and coerce them into a more cooperative existence, emerging 
of the warrior with the peaceful entity within us so that we don't act out foolishly, so that we don't hurt another person in any way. Road rage is a good example of what happens when we pin up that warrior. If we're all warriors and we're chained to our desk nine to five and we're chained to our routine and we're chained to our drudgery, that beast wants to get out, it wants to run, it wants to fight. And when we're in our car, it pops its head up. And how dare someone pull their car in front of us? How dare they make us apply pressure to the brakes and stop? And so you have incidents of road rage that are idiotic. They defy logic. They don't make any sense. But it's there. And it's there for a reason. Because we are all warriors. Now some of us need to sort of embrace that warrior and get to know them a little bit and begin fighting for good things. Begin teaching that warrior about patience. Start building up the intellect so that that warrior can make good judgments. Others of us need to actually practice more peace. It all comes down to an individual basis. Whatever side you're leaning to, you need to balance and come to that neutral spot. It's a very critical time right now, and I think anyone can see that. Evil is real, and it's relentless. It has no qualms about practicing its form of warfare. And good needs to step up to the plate and take a swing. Good needs to stop hiding. Good needs to stop pretending as though peace and avoidance can fix everything. Good needs to trust itself a little bit more and team up and work as allies and figure this thing out. Physical body is a manifestation of this warrior self that I'm talking about. We have muscles, we have teeth. When we don't use them, they atrophy and sickness sets in. Because we refuse to protect ourselves and build ourselves, other forces such as disease, obesity, plaque building up in the veins, these will step over our line and take us. And so defenses and borders are an important part of being a warrior training, diligence, hard work, these are important elements to becoming a good warrior. A good warrior needs to build their thinking power. They need to build their patience. They need to seek out allies. And they need to be cautious and patient in these ways.
Do you feel a call to action in your life? Does it seem like everything is okay? Or do you feel the call? Do you feel the need to chip in? I'll tell you the problem. The problem is that from the time we come into this place and start listening to everything, going to school, everyone's trying to fill our heads with nonsense. And then we become placated. We become stuck. We become fearful of losing what we have. And the sheep emerges where a human being once stood. We surrender our sword and we take up a shield to protect the institutions that have taught us. We become a protector of the system. And this is what you see now, as many false warriors, many people taking up arms to defend their slave system, their system of captivity. And so discernment is necessary. Many people are all too quick to fight for the wrong reasons. And this is where you need peace. I will discuss peace now and I will break it down into elements. Peace is where you find the truth. Peace is where you find your voice. It's where you really assess who you are and what you stand for. Because when you're in a state of agitation and fighting, you cannot, you cannot know who you are. You cannot find the truth. All you can do is react based on previous commands. Peace is where you rethink everything and allow the truth to filter. It's where you make a plan. Peace is where you sit down with pen and paper, not hungry, not thirsty, not in a rush, and you come up with a good plan. You come up with a good trajectory to move forward. Peace is needing nothing. It is appreciating. Peace is being thankful and appreciative of everything you have. Now, many people have a hard time getting to this place because they're always agitated, they're always stimulated. Peace is not looking at a screen. Peace is not holding a device. In fact, that will agitate you and put you into the state of war within yourself. Peace is not thinking about who's around you and who's looking at you and what you look like. In fact, peace is not thinking about external influences. It's the opposite. Peace is appreciating your oneness with the Creator, appreciating all that you have been given, and thinking about what you can do to give back. And here's the big element to peace. Peace is gratitude and generosity and giving. 
but to give, you will need to activate yourself again. Giving cannot be done lackadaisically without thought and calculation. You need to find who you are, what you're doing, and what you want to do. And this requires another level of development that many people struggle with. And this is the balance of the two elements of peace and warfare. You see, too far to the right, you tip down. Too far to the left, you tip down. Sitting right in the middle and balancing these elements. Playing seesaw with yourself. Going into peace. Breathing into that. Being appreciative and grateful. And then once you start to dip down, you move more towards active warfare of thinking and calculating and planning and moving. And then once you start to get wrapped up and lose yourself in that, you move more towards peace. It can be thought of as breathing. It can be thought of as the way the blood moves through the body or the way the tides work on the oceans. There's a rhythm to it, a balance. Waking and sleeping. Eating and fasting. Being peaceful. Going to war. This is a call to war for many of us. Many of us who have remained peaceful for a long, long time see that our skills are needed now. What we have witnessed, what we've observed, and what we've built within ourselves, it is ready. It is ready to be used. And in many ways, those that have been fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting have lost themselves in the fight. And they, in fact, need to take a seat and rest up. So what will you do? Who will you be? Are you happy with where you are? Or do you feel like maybe that there's more that you could be doing? Or perhaps you feel that you've been doing too much, but not particularly in the right way. Self-analysis is a very important ingredient to this mix that we're talking about. And self-observation from a neutral standpoint can only exist in a state of peaceful surrender. A surrender of your ego. A surrender of all your stories and your past. A surrender of all your justifications and arguments. And a neutral observation of your life, of your purpose, your meaning. And as you ponder yourself, the divine spark may just fire, it may just click for you. And you may be inspired to change. And so each one of us can do this. Each one of us 
it's a natural process for us. It's like breathing. It's like swimming for a fish. Our natural human nature needs both elements to be fulfilled, to be healthy, to live a full life, to make marks on this world, and to make those marks respectfully. We need both elements. Anyone can sit out and let the world go by. Anyone can take up arms and cause destruction. But who can truly use both these resources? That is a noble warrior. And that's what's needed. We need each other. And we need to influence each other respectfully. And we need to be influenced by each other cautiously. And we need to constantly examine who we are, who we've been, who we can become. And we need to guide ourselves in this. Otherwise, we're blind, blind leading the blind. So you have to ask yourself, am I a sheep? Am I a cow? Am I a farm animal in my pen, being fed, a daily routine taken care of for me, being led to my slaughter? Or am I a bird, free, free to fly, free to eat, free to find a mate and make a nest where I see fit to raise my offspring and to live my life. That's a very simple way to look at this. And because we have a human body, I do not think that we can be happy being treated as a farm animal. Perhaps some of us need this experience to be humbled. And I realize that not all of us are 100% capable of achieving everything. And this is where care comes in. And that's a different topic. But my main discussion is focused on you you're listening to this, if you have the intellect, if you have the will, and you have all the tools in your hands, then you are quite capable of using those tools in a very powerful and creative and beneficial way for you, your family, all humans, this planet, all of its creatures. It's a lot to balance. But we want to get better, don't we? We want to do better. It's an innate drive. And so let's respect the warrior within us. Let's feed them. Let's give them what they need. Let's bring them back 